from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. And we're back with another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, Episode 4. Uh, welcome back to our listeners, our supporters. We got uh, Mr. Papa Soccerites in the house himself. Rafa, how are you, my man? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh uh, apologies for uh, the minor tech difficulties that we had getting started, uh, but here we are. So a couple of minutes. So again, quick shout out to our uh, to our sponsor, College Promoters USA, as we are powered by College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. For those of you in the San Antonio, Austin, Central Texas area, if you want to look them up, you can find them locally here in San Antonio in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media, on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more info on what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. So episode four, uh, we've uh, we've survived the, uh, the area round and we've survived the uh, regional quarterfinal mayhem. Uh, thoughts, uh, thoughts initially here, Rafa? Lots of surprises, uh, lots of, um, you know, what, what what to expect on some of the teams that, that were favored going in. Um, like I said, we got a couple of Cinderella's that are shocking everyone, like I said, but hey, it's the right time to get hot. So, uh, but just, they're just hoping they don't, it was a straight midnight for them <laughs> right before the, for the state tournament going into the, to the regional, um, regional tournament here this weekend. This coming weekend yeah you talk about you know there's one right out right out of the right out of the gate you know right off the bat that i wanted to talk about the uh, the ones the uh, the cinderella story themselves maybe the uh, there's two one on the boys side maybe one on the girls side who are kind of busting brackets everywhere and that's the uh, the mejia boys and the uh, burnett girls uh thoughts on those two yeah those two teams were just under the radar um most, you know, expected to maybe be out on the either first or second round, and they've just found ways to to win games, and that's mm-hmm. and that's the whole point when it comes to the playoffs. It, can you find a way to win, whether it's pretty or ugly? What matters is do you you know you li- do you live another day in the playoffs, and and that's what they're doing. They're they're fighting, scratching to survive, and. Um, you know, who knows what this could lead, you know, and, you know, I think the one thing when you start winning games like that, 
uh, you wouldn't go this deep. You start to believe in yourself, and you said, "Okay, you know that you can go up against anybody, and and just kind of be that David David slaying Goliath." So right, right, yeah, yeah. So you know, lots to cover on uh, on today's show. We're gonna dive into you know the uh, the original quarterfinal. You know, we hit on a couple of our bracket busters briefly, um, but then we're also gonna look ahead at uh, at the regional tournaments locations, what's going on there as well so but before we do that we're going to go ahead we're going to bring in our first guest um on today's show so uh she is coach carol walters the head uh, head women's soccer coach of the bernie champion chargers coach walters how are you i'm good how are you can you hear me okay yeah we can hear you great welcome back this is man i think what your third third yeah, time i'm a regular now <laughs> you are you are we're gonna have to Give you uh, give you some uh, some real estate to join us, uh, <laughs> make you a guest host. Uh, I guess a, a special guest host, maybe. Uh, so, well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. You're on here uh, along with uh, Coach Rafa and I. Um, mm -hmm. Coach, tell us uh, really quick. Tell us uh, about your recent. You know, you had a a, a hard fought win versus uh, Liberty Hill in your last round, in the regional quarterfinal, and you're now headed to the. Um, uh, to the uh, regional tournament. But before we talk about the regional tournament, just tell us quick thoughts, initial thoughts on uh, when you look back on that regional quarterfinal last week versus uh, Liberty Hill. Well, we knew going into it, we had to really uh, shut down their, the middle. Uh, they've got Kaylee, Kaylee Fowler up top and Emma Stevens in the middle and some other really strong uh, center mids. And they, they focus so much on that kind of diamond formation coming through the middle. So our our tactics going into that was was really just to shut that down. And Addison Huber and uh, Lorena Garza, who play in the, the center, really did an amazing job um, just taking away all, all their options, I think, for the most part. And so we were able to do a lot of controlling of the game and preventing those dangerous players from really getting a lot going, but, uh, they're a tough team. It was a, it was a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. No doubt. Um, so Rafa, you got any, any, uh, any thoughts, any questions for coach? Uh, going into this regional tournament, uh, what can you tell us about McAllen? You know, how, how do you guys match up with McAllen? I, I've seen McAllen in the past, you know, they'd actually got to the state tournament as a six, a now they're at five, a, how do you how do you guys match up with them going into this game on Friday? Well, you know it's it's tough when with uh, the teams and from that region finding getting getting a lot of scouting information. Of course, we've done our due diligence to try to find out as much as we can. And 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 from what I gather, you know their system is pretty traditional four three three. Doesn't look like there's there's any big um, surprises or. Um, uh, anything out of the ordinary, I think that we have to focus on on them. Like I think, like with with uh, Liberty Hill, their system was was different than what we had seen right. against a lot of other teams. So, so tactically, we had to manage that. Um, but I think that this is going to be kind of a straightforward um, play our game and uh, and execute, you know. And um, and our I think that our team is as a whole really really chemistry wise coming together at the right time. Um, you know, it's all about peaking at the right time. Of course we've had like every other team, a lot of injuries along the way. And my starting lineup, you know, last week was nothing like I would have 
expected it to be back in January, you know, and things continue to change. Um, but what I was so just pleasantly surprised with is just, you know, how how well everything has has come together despite, you know, changing that puzzle around so many times. Um, the girls are really playing well together. And I think that, you know, if we continue to, if we play well, like we did on, on Friday night, um, I think we're going to do well against McAllen. So coach, your thoughts on that ever, that ever famous or infamous, maybe, uh, Corpus, uh, Corpus wind, right. You're going to be down there at uh, Cabanas, uh, you know, cab cabinus. I can never pronounce that correctly. <laughs> cabinus, uh, uh, soccer complex, um, how do you, I guess you have experience playing down there, taking teams down there. Um, obviously, you keep the focus on on your team, but how do you also kind of factor that in in, ter in terms of the game plan and getting your uh, getting your squad ready? Well, you know what? That's something that we've talked about all year um, because you're always thinking with the end in mind, and it's maybe been a blessing in disguise, but we've had just a really unseasonably windy um, winter and spring in San Antonio. And so, you know, I've told the girls, all right, this is what we're going to be dealing with. This is, you know, and this is our opportunity to, to train in those conditions. And so we've, we've been very, um, cognizant of, of that, um, that, that wind factor that we're going to have to deal with if we're going to be successful down there. And we've been, um, having it in mind through our training, you know, and when we work our set plays, the girls, you know, I said, all right, well, girls, like, I mean, you know, we've had some crazy days and they're like, all right, let's work set plays, you know, because they know they want to be ready for it. Right. And um, most of these players, we haven't been since 2018. So none of these players were part of that last group that was down there um, during that time uh of, of playoffs, high school playoffs. So, right. um, but they're, but they're aware and I think they're ready for it. Rafa. As far as, uh, expectations, you know, going into the season, um, how, how are the girls feeling right now? We're at this point right now in the season right now, compared to like maybe during district and now, now that everyone's gone healthy and so forth, what's the confidence level right now going into this weekend? I think um, Friday night was was just um, a, a really a, a important um, highlight and and maybe even turning point for our team in the fact that we have known all along that we can bring it together and that we can execute really well um, for eighty minutes, you know, a full eighty minutes, and um, and I think that. Friday night was, you know, the fruition of, of all that work and saying, yeah, okay, you know, we're, we're where we need to be, when we need to be there. And so I think they're really confident. That's, uh, that's, that's really good to hear. You know, that kind of, that you kind of stole my thunder there, coach, because I was just going to ask you, like, <laughs> hey, was there, was there a point in the season where maybe you all really turned a corner and felt like you believed, but I guess, would you say, so I'm guessing you would say it was maybe last Friday night? I think that was one, you know, there's always those moments where right. um, you kind of have these realizations. And uh, the last time we played drip, it was the the battle that it always is. And we went, we went down a player and we continued to hang in there. And even though we didn't get the result we wanted, um, I think we gained a lot of confidence from that game, um, having played most of it with a player down. And, 
And so, yeah, there's been a lot of moments like that along the way, but Friday night was definitely um, re really good for just the morale of the team and having just, you know, having, I've had two uh, defenders, starting defenders out with season ending injuries. Wow. And so, you know, when you have those defenders go down, everybody goes, right. whoa, what are we going to do here? Right. And, uh, and Friday night, you know, they, again, you know, we're, we're just really blessed to have a deep bench and girls continue to step up. So, you know, you've, you've been here before you're, you're no stranger to the regional tournament, but obviously this is very, um, very different from last year where it was a totally, you know, because of COVID and number logistically, it was completely separated where you played them with three nights apart between the regional semifinal and the regional final. And I know you got to focus on McAllen first, but if, uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to get through them, right, and then in terms of getting ready for that regional final the very next day in less than 24 hours, really, uh, how, uh, what are your thoughts on that as far as preparation? What changes, obviously, as coaches and athletes, we're creatures of habit, uh, but what, what maybe adjustments do you do on the front end going into the semifinal and then, of course, on the back end after the semifinal? Well, I think we focus on going out that first half um, and putting in as many goals as we can and and trying to get that lead and then start to make personnel changes and, and try to get fresh legs in there and starting legs out and be able to, you know, conserve players and make sure players are, are ready to play that next day. And um, so that's definitely, you know, that – player management is going to be a huge part of that. Um, right. yeah. yeah. Well, this is, uh, this has been awesome coach. We, uh, appreciate, appreciate you having, or we appreciate having you on. Thank you for joining us again. Any, uh, any final words, thoughts, shout outs, anything you want to share uh, about this, uh, upcoming regional tournament, anything uh, for your team? No, I, I, well, I appreciate you guys and, and your coverage and just, it's great seeing all that, information out there now about all the teams across the state, the state and not just knowing what's in your direct area. So I appreciate that. And, um, but uh, I just want to, you know, shout out to any of my charger nation that is watching and just let them know that, um, you know, we we want full support this week for our girls and um, we're looking forward to um, representing champion and Bernie well, and we, and good luck to our other Bernie schools who are also in the regional tournament. And uh, a quick plug for your match coach. That's going to take place Friday at cabinet's uh, soccer complex at, is that a, what's the kickoff time on that again? 430. Is it 430? Okay. Mm -hmm. So again, that is uh, Bernie champion versus uh, McAllen high school. 4.30 this coming Friday at Cabinet's uh, Soccer Complex. So thank you again for joining us, Coach. We appreciate your time. Thank you, and we wish uh, you and your squad the absolute best of luck. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, man. So thoughts on Coach? Uh, she's got them ready to go, you know, for this weekend. But, you know, one question I forgot to ask is like, you know, in the back of the girl, you know, I'm sure back of her mind and the back of the girl's mind is Dripping Springs. Right. Can they, can, you know, like I said, they, they played a close one in that Dripping Springs. They were, she mentioned they were down, down a player. It's always tough to be a team three times. 
can yeah. they get that monkey off the back and you know be the that dragon slayer and right. and then knock him off and punch that ticket to go to, to Georgetown? Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that speaks to part of the reason why they're here, right? Because they play in that district with Dripping Springs. They know each other extremely well. And, you know, and they're battle-tested. You know, uh, you know, Coach Walters has them. She, you know, what I liked about having her on here tonight is she seemed very uh, – she seemed very relaxed, you know, in a good way. Not in, not in a, hey, I'm not worried about our uh, semifinal matchup, but just very – kind of composed and which is typically her but you know even even more so just seemed very relaxed so um yeah yeah it's it's interesting to see how how they will tackle that and I, I kind of asked that partially in terms of hey how do you how do you handle getting ready for the regional you know the regional final if you can get past the regional semifinal how do you handle getting ready for that final uh you know which is what less than 24 hours later uh especially if you get you know you kind of get sucked into um into you know a slugfest right a game that goes you know to the wire goes into you know goes into overtime or you know heaven forbid goes into penalties as well right just the uh we talked about it on friday night right during our broadcast with uh our post-match wrap-up with on uh, the uh the reagan smithson valley boys match is the it's so easy to point at the physical toll that that uh, that it takes on you in a game in a in a in a game like that but the emotional toll that that comes with it as well the mental drain that comes with it i think oftentimes coaches know it the athletes experience it but i think everyone else sometimes whether it be just the communities the parents whatever i think sometimes it's i think they forget that a little bit or or it's not forgotten but it's just easy to not Easy to not put enough emphasis on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder, like I say, like you know, going into the game, you know, we're being fresh. You mentioned about fresh legs. You know, is it a disadvantage playing the four o'clock game or the six o'clock game? You know, if yeah. you play the four o'clock game, it's pretty much going to be in the middle of the. You know, depending if it's, it is really hot. If it gets hot, you know, does that take a toll on you? Especially if you go to overtime. Then the team that plays maybe later on when the kind of sun kind of goes down, it's not as hot as that. You know, is that going to work? So th those are a lot of factors. I think those factors are going to come into play, especially right. if you play over the cabinets. You're playing on turf. That's that's gonna that's gonna be a factor as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we transition here, coach, let's talk a little bit about. Um, let's talk briefly before we hit on other stuff. Let's look back uh, this past weekend, the regional quarterfinal round. Um, maybe some of the key matchups around the state that maybe you wanted to highlight that whether they were maybe surprises or just really great matches that you wanted to highlight. Let's look at maybe let's start on the girls side. What uh, what are maybe a couple give us a couple of matches that really stood out to you that you wanted to that we wanted to dive into a little bit tonight. Well, that Flower Mound Marcus and Flower Mound game that was that was a, the, one of the those killer games. You know, you got two heavyweights from the same district. Like you mentioned, how tough that district with dripping springs and bernie and alamo heights is in right. i mean the flat that farm on marcus farm on you know that district is just as brutal itself for, for the 6a side and farm on like everybody thought they were dead and they got knocked off prosper they got a second round win and i'm sure marcus was very nervous it's like hey are we going to be the third victim you know because they are like i said they are still the state chance until you knock them off you know and that was one hell of a game that you know for that one. And but Marcus was able to pull pull off the win and knock off. So there will be a new six A state champion for the girls. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were we were kind of curious. Everybody was on the edge of their seats, right, to see if Flower Mound would have enough of that mojo after that, you know, that big win versus Prosper. It's like, okay, is this going to give them that, you know, that shot in the arm to propel them to go, you know, to really go on on that run? And unfortunately, it, it you know, it it comes up short at the hands of uh, Mar Flower Mound Marcus. But uh, I mean, no, uh, no shame in losing to Marcus because that's a tremendous squad. Who else you got, Coach? Um, another one is be would be Klein. You know, Klein. Uh, they weren't really expected to really do anything, and they had a big, big win. Was another favorite team was was Cypress Woods, that was nationally also state ranked and nationally ranked, and they were able to get a win. So that for the girls' side, that was a, that was another one that's they're starting to get their strides on and so forth. But really, no one kind of picked them to really go deep for region three um other ones um shout out like i said like to like the San Ellie girls like you meant we talked about them they finally got the got the hump, over the hump and got them to to the regional tournament regional tournament yeah they break through they finally break through i know that was that was something we discussed what about two weeks ago three weeks mm -hmm. ago so and that's been yeah they're trying to trying to catch up to um to the boys squad coach Sappenfield's squad who's who's had a lot tremendous success and that's not to say the girls haven't the girls have just been they've been knocking on the door for the regional tournament uh for quite a few years now for about two to three years and they're able to finally break through so yeah congrats to them um at the 4a level any uh any any few more coach that you got um as far as the here in san antonio we had one two district rivals for 6a uh, the Reagan girls and the Johnson girls. It was a round three of the Ian Cup, and yeah. round one went to Johnson. On they took they took took it to Reagan, but then round two Reagan took it back to them. And like, okay, well, who's going to win the rubber match here? And we went back and forth, and we're, luckily we were able to, able to see it while we were doing a little bit while we were broadcasting, and it just took one one little mistake from a breakaway to to and to get that shot off and get that one goal that pretty much sealed the deal for Reagan and punched their ticket to get to the regional tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, unfortunately, you know, Johnson goes down at the hands of a, of an incredible goal of, uh, Taylor Jernigan, the uh, junior out of Reagan, who is the, uh, A and M commit 2023, uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, but A and M commit struck about a, I believe what was about a 30 yarder or mm -hmm. at, at least a 30 yarder. Um, uh, and uh yeah yeah so and that was a i mean that was that happened in what i think with about seven minutes yeah uh, to, on go there. That, to go in that match so yeah um so so yeah i mean and then another one that was going on down the road that we were tracking closely during our uh live stream broadcast on friday was the uh the the other rubber match that was happening in san antonio out uh out in the northwest side of town between uh, Taft and O'Connor, um, thoughts on that one? That that one, we're I think O'Connor is really expecting that game because uh, Taft cost them the district title, and and it threw everything off as far as the seeding and gave Brennan the title. Um, so I'm sure the O'Connor Panthers were very eager to get look seek revenge on this game, and and they they took like I said they took it to. And they knew it was going to be a tough game, but they did take it to Taff, and they're able to get a win. And now they're going to face another difficult opponent, which is Austin Westlake. And like I said, 
going into that game, like I said, can O'Connor knock them off? But O'Connor has been some big teams. They beat Spencer Valley, and Spencer Valley did beat Westlake, but then vice versa. So I don't think O'Connor is going to be afraid going to against Westlake. You know, like I said, plus they'll have the home crowd behind them. So that's going to help them. And also playing on grass, I think that's something that some of the teams in Austin really don't play on anymore. And here in Northside and Northeast, they, they have the privilege, you know, the you know, the opportunity to play on grass. So that could come into a factor going into to this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, the O'Connor girls kind of, I think they really wanted to uh, really wanted to make it a point versus Taft and not fool around with them and jumped out on to a, to a good lead quick and early and mm -hmm. uh, just kind of seemed to have taken the, uh, the momentum out of that game pretty early. And uh, you know, that's, that said, that's uh you know, that's a Taft squad, you know, congratulations to the Taft, Taft Raiders. That's a squad that we're going to hear from a lot more over the next couple of years. You know, they have, uh, this is the deepest run that they've made in over 20 years. Right. So, um, so it was fun covering that. It was fun watching that closely. Um, they have a, uh, they have a special, uh, special, uh, finisher themselves in a 20, 2024, out of uh, there for, for Taft, Jordan Matthews, who I think before it's all said and done, she's definitely going to leave her mark, not just here in um, the San Antonio area, but across the state. And uh, we'll be uh, definitely we'll be monitoring that one closely where she ends up, uh, where she ends up playing at the next level as well. So congratulations to both teams, uh, both the O'Connor Panthers and uh, the Taft Raiders on a great, uh, great match and a great season to uh, to the Taft Raiders. So. All right. So on the boys' side, Coach, who uh, let's highlight a couple of matches for us, maybe uh, that you you were tracking closely during the uh, original quarterfinal uh, matchups that you wanna that you wanted to hit on. Oh, well, there was one one big one in five A, out west, out way west, and then I think it's one that was being really, really uh, like advertised. You know, I guess it could be like the levels of El Clasico. You know, uh, Del Valley and and Bel Air. I mean, Del Valle and Bel Air. I mean, they were just on a collision course uh, to the quarterfinals, and you know the interesting the interesting thing on that one was they had never met in uh, in the postseason in the playoffs. I don't know how that happened, but just how they've kind of ended up on opposite ends of the bracket, mm -hmm. and you know, historic programs. At least I have to verify this, but it's I know it's at least three state titles between both of them, and they've just been the perennial powers for over the last 20 years um, in El Paso. And, you know, for them to find find themselves facing each other, um, it was it was pretty historic. It was pretty pretty special. You know, it was a, an all-lower valley battle there in El Paso. And, of course, they had that game. That game took place there in another lower at, – at another lower valley school at historic Cutchin Stadium there at Isleta High School. So – I was personally happy to see that kind of all unfold in terms of two teams playing there, uh, there at Isleta as well, and and it was a grudge match. Ended up one one zero in a in a game in which Del Valle Del Valle scored early. Yeah, that that was that was like I said, it was just a back and forth game, and like you mentioned about Bill Air is not your typical four seed. You know, normally they're a one seed team but they're they've always been a one seed caliber team and you know i think del Valle knew that going in it's like you know can't take these guys like even though we beat them in the you know played them in the district play we 
these guys are capable of, you know, of knocking us off and, and making another run to, to the state tournament. So, but Del Valle was able to pull off the win, early goal, and able to hold on, and now they advance, and now they have a another tall test going up against Grapevine in that, in that, yeah. in that semifinal game. Yeah, very, very dangerous uh, Grapevine squad. So, um, so who else, Coach? Who else you got? Well, the one we were there on, fr on Friday night uh, broadcasting was Reagan and Swinson Valley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that was an, uh, another rematch of a of a game that Reagan really, you know, took Simpson Valley to the woodshed in the beginning of the season with a five zero win. And but you know that was then. This is now Simpson Valley had I think they had pulled off twenty something straight wins right before they had a loss. You know with, with New Braunfels, but they were able to kind of bounce back, still win district, and they had an emotional win over Westlake and PKs. So the confidence was high and say, hey, you know, we have a shot here with Reagan. This is our opportunity to get some little revenge. But, I mean, this was a lot closer game than that first game. And, you know, it was back and forth. But the one thing with this, Reagan was able to take advantage of a lot of the miscues and um, for that Spencer Valley. And Spencer Valley couldn't really get it going, you know, as far as offensively. Defensively, they did some good things. The goalkeeper made some great saves. Uh, but Reagan was just, you know, with that blitzkrieg offense, smothering you, pressing you, they, you know, you know, that's what's gotten them this far, and it's going to take them far. You know, who knows how far it will take them more, but it's right. it's worked for them, and, and it's now they have their ticket, you know, punch to go to Blossom on, on this this coming weekend. Yeah, you know, it was it was a great match. It was everything you would expect in a regional quarterfinal, especially between two powers here, 6A powers in the San Antonio area. Um, we knew it was not going to be a 5-0 five, a five zero, five zero match. Um, it was a lot of back and forth. You know, there were, there were some, you know, Smithson Valley had opportunities early, wasn't able to capitalize. Um, you don't use the wind as an excuse for either team because both teams had to play in it, but it, it was also a factor, I think. Uh, ultimately, I think it seemed like um, – when when Reagan had the wind at their advantage, they were able to ultimately capitalize a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, so a number of factors, but it was a very tough, very physical match. What you would expect, um, different schools of thought, but overall, overall, I thought I generally thought it was. Yeah, definitely. There was still some cards handed out for sure, uh, but I thought it was still a, a well, well called match. Yeah, another, another game that caught my eye because I said kind of a, kind of a tweener Cinderella like we didn't mention was uh, Northeast Early College High School from Austin. They knocked off College Station, yeah. and now they're in the region. No one, no one saw them going into making that deep. They were expected to kind of fall in the first round, and they've beaten some quality teams and going into their their regional semifinal. Like so they got Fort Bend, um, Kepner, who's Twenty and two. I'm wondering. Kepner's a little nervous about this game, saying, "Hey, you know, we got some giant, a giant killer team that can get the job done." And you know, you know, this is that making them a little nervous going into this weekend's regional tournament. But you know, kudos to the Northeast getting a big win over College Station. You know, it's a kind of a building block for that program. You know, yeah. you know, getting a quality win like that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, yep. So that's going to do it with looking back on our uh, 
some of our key matchups, some that we wanted to discuss for the regional quarter, uh, our regional quarterfinal matchups that just took place uh, this past weekend. So we're going to go ahead and bring in our next guest. Uh, she is Coach uh, Olivia Flores of the head women's soccer coach of the San Antonio O'Connor Panthers. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for being uh, extra punctual, too. We appreciate that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So awesome. So, Coach, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, we, we promise we'll make this. I don't know if we'll make it painless, but we'll make it quick. Okay. So, um, so you know, thoughts on big match, obviously, rubber match that you all just had versus tapped. We were just discussing it a few minutes ago, right before you joined us. Um, an emotional one, obviously, for a number of factors. There's, you know, it's it's a rivalry, it's a battle, everything else, everything to be expected. Uh, what were your what were your thoughts? What was your message going into that match with with uh, for your team? And then what were your take? What were your takeaways after that match? Well, I think in the beginning, it's so funny, right? Because you don't think you're going to see these teams like two times before you go and see them again. So it's interesting that, you know, we had we played Taft three times, you know, this season. So we definitely had a had something to prove. You know, we had a tie and then we had a loss. And so we went in and we had to, you know, minimize those mistakes that we learned in those first two games. And they stepped up to the challenge, my team, for sure. They were confident. They knew what they needed to fix. They knew what we needed to um, execute in order to be successful. Um, as far as um, our takeaways from the game, I think I couldn't ask for more. They they showed up. They showed off. That is my always my biggest thing. You show up and you show off. And right now it's you know this could be it for us. And every we say that every year with every senior group, but it really is. It really could be it. So you need to leave it all out on the field. And it was definitely a very uh, intense uh, game just because it was played on the grass and it was it was packed it was a full house uh we're not used to huge crowds like that and i have to hand it off to uh the o'connor community the taft community uh san antonio community they came out and they showed up and uh and i give it to my girls because that it, it was hard it was definitely hard I, I don't know if they could hear me all the time um but once they shook off the nervousness they executed and they put their head down and they got to work Rafa. Uh well, you're speaking about the game you mentioned about playing on the grass. Was that your intention to play on the grass, or do you get no reason to play maybe at Ferris or Gustafson? Was that just uh, well? Gustafson? I um I lost the flip. <laughs> I lost the flip. Uh, so I would have liked to play at Ferris, um, but I lost the flip. And you know, you have to be um, you have to be uh, you have to play wherever you can play, right? Like, you know, we, we say, and all of our Northside facilities are great. So you have to be versatile at where we play at any point in time, you know, and I was confident that my team could do it on grass, on turf, they could do it anywhere. They just needed to, you know, get out of their mind. We're not going to be in this huge stadium. The ball is going to be moving a little weirder than usually. Uh, so you got to step up to the occasion. And do you feel that's going to give you advantage this weekend against Westlake? Cause you're playing in grass. <laughs> yes. I, on turf over there in Austin? Yeah, so I think it does. I think it does give us the advantage. Um, you know, and we and throughout the season we play grass, turf all the time. So it's it's actually an advantage for us because we are, you know, versatile in that sense of, you know, some days we play on grass, some days we're playing at uh, Ferris. And so I, I think I think my girls will take care of business. Did you feel 
how long did it seem? Because you got it seemed like you all got off to a pretty fast start mm-hmm. on Friday night. Mm-hmm. How long um, did you feel from what you saw? Did it did it take for for your girls to kind of get settled into the size of the venue, the, mm-hmm. the you know the surface, all of that? You know, you don't you don't put the focus on that obviously, but it's a factor, right? So mm-hmm. how you know was it kind of something that was like okay, we felt pretty settled in. By the time warm, you know, pregame warmups were over, or did it take like five, ten minutes into the first half? What were your thoughts on that? I would say honestly, when Taft scored against us, and then they were offside, so it was taken away. Um, I want to say that that's when they switched gears. Um, it was kind of shaking out those nerves about 10, 15 minutes in. They warmed up great. Um, we do. We're. I'm a big fan of routine, right? So. Right. It's the same every time. Nothing changes. We do the same thing. We warm up the same time. I'm big on, okay, we start at this time. We go to this drill. We go to this. We have it mapped out um, perfectly. And I think that with, you know, that keeping the routine for them is the best thing possible. And I think that helped them get into the game, shake off all the nervousness, get in there and take care of business. Yeah, you know, it's and I'm glad you mentioned the attendance, too, in your match um, on Friday because it was the same thing. It was a pretty... uh, surprisingly more of a packed house than I think Rafa and I anticipated because we were out calling the game live out at uh, the boys game between Reagan and uh, Smithson Valley. And it was a very, very animated, very rambunctious crowd. So, and that's like going into Fiesta too. So what does that say, right? So that's pretty awesome. That's awesome stuff. Um, So coach, talk about a little bit briefly, you know, as you were telling me, you know, you're, you're a product of this program as well. Mm -hmm. So you have even more invested in it. So you've been around the, the program at, you know, kind of different, you know, different angles from different points of view. Um, and you've what makes this squad different from maybe from when you played or even also just the other squads that you've coached in the past? Yeah. And I think what makes it different is the fact that coming back from a pandemic was really hard. I'm not going to I'm sure coaches have told you that. It was really hard. It was really hard to coach, you know, remotely. And then we're back in person. And then we're kind of there. We're kind of not here. So this is our real, like, first season back. Because I've been with O'Connor for, for four years now. So my first year was, like, a normal year. Then we went into the pandemic. Then we had our, like, remote. And then back this year. So I think, honestly, having everybody back at school, back on a normal routine, um, and just keeping it like a family. You know, we have our team dinners. We have wonderful a wonderful group of parents. I, I can't. I can't thank them enough. The community that we have behind us, I mean, they bring meals, they bring snacks, they, they, they've done send-offs for every single game and nothing helps us more than that family and that backing. And I think that's what's consistent from when I was in the program to now. And what's really great is having, you know, my old teammates and, and uh, opponents, you know, just backing us up. And it's, and once you're in O'Connor and it's athletics, you're in forever. That's just it. You know, you ride or die O'Connor, Navy blue, Navy and gold all, all day, every day. It's just how it is. And so I just, I think it's the community, honestly, that has just helped us so much and the support we couldn't do it without them. And, and I really like to thank you guys too, because you're putting us out there. And I think this is a wonderful platform for our kids. I, I, I can't be more thankful to just shining a light on girls, athletics, boys, athletics, San Antonio, just Texas in general. Um, the support is really great. And so I think that that's what's pretty much the same from when I was there um, and continuing that that family-like aspect. Because at the end of the day, I tell them, 
I spent, we spend more time together with you guys than our own right. families. So, yeah. you know, we're going to have uh, rough days, good days, wins and losses. But at the end of the day, we're a family and it's great to have that support. Yeah. That, yeah. Ain't that the truth? We spend, you know, I, I tell my girls the exact same thing, right? <laughs> over at St. Mary's Hall. So, um, yeah, you know, and it's funny you mentioned that too, because here we like to give, we like to kind of give the love also uh, with some of our, you know, whether it be some of the team parents, some of the boosters, the uh, the the marketing, you know, the marketing gurus that run maybe sometimes the uh, the Twitter accounts for some of the teams here, you know, got to give some love to your, you know, your group, your parents. They do a phenomenal job on the marketing side as well with, you know, running a Twitter account as well and just just being accessible to us. Uh, so big shout out to them as well. So I, I can only imagine in terms of your community. So. So, yeah, uh, big shout out to them as well. So. Okay. Rafa, you got anything? No, you gotta love uh, Helotus, <laughs> uh, which I live actually a mile away from from Helotus. And my <laughs> my parish is there. My church, my parish is there too. Our Lady of Guadalupe. So like yeah. I said, it's a tight. Like I said, what Coach said, it's a tight community. They love, like I said, they love the kids there. Wherever it's sport, mm -hmm. they always, you know, they always give the backing, you know, for the kids and stuff. They're always there. So that's that's great to have there, you know, there for the for the players to have that support. Um, Coach, going into this game, this Friday's game, Westlake, what do you anticipate on this uh, this matchup? How do you feel going into this matchup with them? I feel confident in my group. I feel that these girls are some of the strongest girls I've ever met. Um, and, and that goes from people stepping up, you know, at any point in time, whether you have two minutes or 50 minutes on the field, these girls give 110%. And so I know that we're going to bring intensity. Absolutely. This this uh, this is a, a great route that we're taking right now and we're going to enjoy it, but we're also going to hustle and compete. And that's my biggest thing is I want these girls to walk away and saying I left 110 percent out on the field. You know, I'm leaving no doubt everything. I tell them redline it, redline it all the time. I have subs for you. Just redline it for me. Um, and they have. And I, I know that they're a fast and a quick team, but we're fast and just as quick. And so mm -hmm. I think I know it's going to be a very competitive game, but I know my girls are going to rise to the occasion. They've you know, we went to Corpus twice. Uh, I drove them one time. We took the charter the next time. The wind was insane. They they ha they just adjust and they're doing a wonderful job. And I couldn't be more proud of the group that I have. And I'm excited to see um, a very um, well-known program against us. I think it's going to be a great matchup. That's awesome. This is... This is the third time the uh, Corpus Wind has made uh, has been mentioned on the <laughs> podcast today, so that's uh, pretty pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I think the big thing too is like you're on the verge of something. You've already done something very special, Coach, right? You and your squad mm -hmm. on the verge of very few schools get to play in a regional tournament in their own backyard with a chance to kind of punch their ticket to to Georgetown, right? So how? Uh, so if anything, how do you keep them from kind of getting kind of drained from from the moment, from the hype, from the energy, the anxiety, the excitement? What do you what's your message to them? Um, routine, right? <laughs> I think yeah. I'll go back to that. Just keeping our routine. Um, you know, we practice same time, same, you know, every day. And it was really good because that Friday game we had our normal day at school. We, you know, I had my, my captain set up our meals. Our parents brought our meals in. We ate as a team. We went on the bus. We did our normal routine. I'm, and I think what's going to be great about going into this this weekend is we're home, you know, and that's going to be an advantage for us because we can sleep in our own beds. We don't have to stay overnight. We don't have to try. We, we're going to go as a team. We're going to, our families are going to be there. It's going to be, you know, something where it's, it's, 
it's close to home. So I think that that routine is the best. And I also think keeping your mind right, you know, I think that's a big thing too. Um, I have told them since day one, I, I am so confident in you. I, I can't tell you enough how, how great you are. We make mistakes and we, we fix those mistakes and we're not, you know, we're not perfect. Right. But we all, I, I am so confident in you and I know that you can do this. You have to believe that you can do this. You have to be confident in your abilities and confident in your talent. And I'm telling, I tell them all the time, I believe in you and I have since day one, you've got to believe it all the way through. So I think it's just, and as, as well as keeping healthy, right? Like this is the end, <laughs> this is the end, right? And where they're starting up club again and, you know, making sure they're eating right, sleeping right, hydrating right. I send out so many messages a day, come to my room, come get a water, take some liquid IV. You know, I'm just, just, I try to, you know, take care of them as best as possible and their bodies, because again, they're young women and uh, this isn't it for them too. Some are going on to play college ball. So, you know, we have to make sure that we keep them hydrated and rested. And there's so many things that go into it, right? Like right. it's crazy. So we try to control what we can control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we just had coach Walters on a minute ago, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I mentioned that exact thing is that as coaches, me in particular, I speak for me as a coach, but as coaches in general and as athletes as we're creatures of habit, right? So routine, routine, routine as best mm -hmm. as possible. So no doubt, um, you know, some, it's funny you mentioned as well, going and playing the next level, someone who I have to give a shout out to one of your studs and Chloe, uh, Chloe, Ramirez, uh, yes. you know, personally speaking, she's one of, you know, she's one of my athletes. She's one of our athletes at College Promoters USA. Yeah. So big shout out to her. Uh, mm -hmm. Glad to see her making that, making that step, um, mm -hmm. continuing her, her journey. Um, yeah. uh, to go to the next level. And, uh, you know, and, and as, uh, Rafa is my witness coach, I've been, uh, I've been big on you all, all year. You know, I think, I, I think it's just, it's been pretty amazing how it's like, Hey, no one's talking about O'Connor. They're, <laughs> they're just, you know, building this incredible resume. No one's talking mm -hmm. about them. And, uh, so, um, I don't think we're shocked whatsoever to see you here, to see your squad here. We wish you the absolute best. And uh, Rafa and I will be will be in the house covering covering you all on Friday. Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to it. And again, thank you guys so much. I can't thank you enough for the platform that you give these kids. It's it's amazing because of, you know, if you think about it, like if we had this stuff back in our day, you know, where would people be? You know, and it's right. I think it's awesome that you guys are taking time out of your day to promote these kids, cover these games, be there. And uh, we can't thank you enough for the support. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. you. You all are the reason why we do it. So thank you so much. Again, Coach, we wish you, your squad, the absolute best of luck. And again, that is you all will be facing Austin Westlake Friday. That's a. Do you all have the 1 p.m. or the 3 p.m. game? 1 p.m. Okay, so that's Friday at I believe that's changed to Comalander now, right? Yes. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So longer going to be on the grass fields. I, it's here and there. I don't. I, I mean, yeah. things have been changing. Normally, they right? have blossom, right? Blossom West. Right. Yeah, right. I think I've it seen, depends on what time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen the site now. I've so I've seen. I've seen now the yes. original UIL site calls for Blossom Athletic yes. went for what Blossom West. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now some of the reports that we're getting is Coma Lander. Coma Lander. So, yeah. 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 So we're we're gonna try to verify that uh, what it is. We just make sure we get there early. <laughs> See we know right. <laughs> Well, I could shoot. I could shoot you guys an email. I'll let you know when I know. <laughs> so we'll go where all the buses are at, and that's where the game's going to yeah. be. Right. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Well, we wish you the absolute best, Coach. Thank, Thank you, you again for joining us, uh, and best of luck, and uh, have a good night. Yes, you too. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. <laughs> all right, man. So a lot of good energy from Coach Flores. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your What are your thoughts? No, she's. I mean.
she's got them pumped, ready to go. And like I said, I had the pleasure of them seeing them play in that one big game they had with Brennan that was gonna that was gonna determine the district championship. And those girls took it to Brennan on that day. I mean, so what she said, they hustle, they work together, they're fast. You know, they they don't they don't stop. And Austin Westlake's gonna have their hands full with O'Connor. You know, I, I think Westlake because of their name, they may think, "Hey, we're we're gonna go to the to the regional final." Don't count, don't you know? Don't count out O'Connor because, like I said, O'Connor did knock off um, Swinson Valley. That was Swinson Valley's only loss before they lost to Westlake, and yeah. and that was the eye opener there. Say, so, hey, you know, this O'Connor team might do some damage later on, you know, and. And here's the proof right there. Here's them. They're in the regional semifinal. Could we see, you know, we could probably see another uh, third, uh, a third game between Brennan and yeah, yeah. and O'Connor. If Brennan knocks off Reagan, we could see yeah. that. We could have an all Northside uh, um, North final. final. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not out of the question. And, you know, I love the energy, you know, coach Flores is like, you can tell that they're going to come ready to play. You know they they have a good they have a good focus good mindset about them and the more you get to speak with coach Flores the more you understand you understand the success behind mm-hmm. you know O'Connor this year so yeah great energy great focus great mindset um, so yeah it should be a great game we'll get clarification on whether it is indeed Blossom West or Comalander as we've seen two different reports uh, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that will be clarified uh, early in the week so all right coach so. We look forward now, so let's look at let's dive in and let's look at a couple of a couple of regional finals, key regional finals that maybe we want to hit on uh, and discuss. Well, there's some or, big or regional semifinals, I should say. Regional so the one that really kind of struck my eye on the girls' side in Region One was that Stephenville versus Melothian Heritage. You know, normally that would be a regional final caliber, even a state. If they're both in Region One and Two, I mean, it could that could be a, like a state final game, and it's going to be a shame that one's going to have to get eliminated, you know, in the, in that round. You know, except yeah. it's it's going to be. I think that one, whoever wins that one's going to probably be the one of the favorites in Georgetown. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure Salina has a, something else to say, and I'm sure the Wimbledon and the Brennan girls have to say something about that too, but. And even Bay City, Bay City is another another squad that's under the radar. That's yeah. Yeah. that's been surprising teams, and they got two quality wins. And you know, we're, we're gonna say for final for four A girls, we're gonna have some te- high caliber teams in the final four, and any of those four probably can win the state championship. Yeah, that Bay City squad, you know, we were talking about it offline. That is a team that I am watching closely because they just, they, you want to talk about a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence, and they are just, I mean, they're not just barely sneaking through either. You know, they're kind of like the Grapevine girls. They're just, Mm -hmm. it's convincing fashion. They're winning in convincing fashion as well. So regardless of what opponent you put in front of them, just like the Salina girls as well. So, yeah, you know, you, you talk about the 4A. You know, and, you know, the interesting, there is a definite trend in 4A, both on the boys and girls side is, you know, we have schools like Bernie, Salina, uh, Sanelli, Stephenville, Midlothian Heritage, who are seeing success 
um, both sides of the house, right? They're both their girls and their boys have qualified for the regional tournament. Um, I don't think, you know, and that's not, that's not by accident, you know? Um, so we're, uh, it's going to make for some very class. I mean, I think we're going to get some classic matchups from here all the way through to the state final in the uh, 4A classification. Yeah. And like I said, other, other games you can look at, um, like I said, like the like the five A girls, like I mentioned, Bernie Champion. They got a tough one, McAllen. Gregor uh, Portland's up with Drooping Springs. That's going to be a great. That's going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, even in uh, the other regions in Region One, for five uh, A for girls, uh, you got a surprising Coronado team that's really wasn't really favored from Lubbock. They weren't really favored to go that far and. They have a chance, and if they can knock off Colville Heritage, that could get a showdown with either Lubbock Cooper or or, or Grapevine. Um, same thing when the in Region Two, uh, the Frisco schools, Frisco's are they have two Frisco schools still alive, uh, Wakeland and Frisco High. It just shows how how great that district in Frisco is as far as men. Well, not only the boys, but also the girls. The girls soccer is very competitive there too. So. Some quality teams from from that metroplex area. Yeah, and you mentioned, I mentioned it earlier, and I know you meant you just mentioned two of the other schools at the five A level. Schools who were where we are seeing both the boys and the girls squad playing in the regional tur- qualifying. Excuse me for the regional tournament include uh, Dripping Springs, which we all know. I mean, we've we've covered them, we've talked about them pretty extensively, and Wakeland, Frisco, Wakeland, and Grapevine. Grapevine is a team. Just, I mean incredibly competitive incredible looking incredibly strong um but particularly you know i want to talk about dripping dripping springs um the big thing there obviously the boys boys survived a a thriller and the girls just you know dominant you know won again in convincing fashion um what are your thoughts there you look at uh, these dripping springs girls i mean they're they're a machine. How do how do they stay? How do they stay engaged? How do they stay focused to get through this regional semifinal, knowing that there's a good chance, a good chance, right? It's not a given that they're going to have to possibly see um, Bernie Champion once again to get into the state tournament. I, I think with them, they just have that swagger, that pedigree. That yeah, we don't care who you put put us in front of us. We're gonna. We're gonna take care of business, you know. And you know we've been lucky mm-hmm. to see them mm-hmm. twice already against Alamo Heights and also Bernie Champion when that on the first time they played. They just have that aura, you know, of, of to dominate. You know, they said we're here to dominate you, and that's what they do. They dominate you. Yeah. And when they, you make a mistake, they make you pay. And and that's and that's you don't see that a lot of that with teams. Especially on the girls side, you know that they're just one of. I think this this even last year's edition team, you know they have something in that team, and then it's what the scary part is. We saw their JV play too. JV's <laughs> yeah. just as good as the varsity, and it's like, you know, now that they're going up to six A next year, you know, they probably still be the favorite. In, you know, could they be the first team? You know, let's say they win the five A district title, the five A uh, state championship. You know, could they be the first team next year to win a 5A and a 6A title back-to-back? 
Right. You know, which is po- which could be a possible could be possible. You know, even though yes, they're going to be with Westlake and like Travis, but you know that program's you know on the up and up, and I think they've done a lot of great things there. And same thing with the boys too. You know, you can't. You know, I know the boys probably get a little overshadowed, but they had a great win over Roos. You know, it they they knew it was going to be a game because the Roos had just one loss, and it was back and forth. They're able to win on PKs and. Now they have another tough matchup going in against Sherryland from the Valley. And the Valley teams do always give them problems yeah. in, in this game. You know, same thing on the other side with Georgetown and and um, and Porter, you know. And I'm, I'm looking to see that rematch with Porter and, and, and Dripping Springs again this year. I think that's probably going to be your region, hopefully your regional final. I think that would be an instant classic, you know, for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um you know, and then the other six A team that we'll talk about, where where both the boys and the girls also have qualified for the uh, for the regional tournament, is the uh, the Reagan Rattlers. One of which who we just saw. You know, you and I we've we've covered both squads this year. We just got to see the Reagan boys up close and personal last Friday uh, in a in a hard fought win over uh, Smithson Valley Rangers. Uh, your thoughts on Reagan and their matchups? I think this this game they've. Gone, they had adversity. They they knew that there wasn't going to be the what happened the first time around, so they knew they were going to have some, you know. And the thing is, they came, overcame some adversity, you know. Yeah, they you know they got a goal. It was close early on. You know, it was a two one. We don't know. You know, could have gone either way, but once they got that third goal, it, it was pretty much you know game set match because they knew that they had everything in control once they got that third goal and. It just lifted the team up and really just kind of stifled, you know, Spencer Valley's confidence, you know, trying to get a, you know, an equalizer or try to get back in the game, and and that's the scary part going in. As I said, they're gonna play in their backyard with the fat, with the with the, We saw we saw their, how rabid their fans are, not not in a bad way, but in a good way, you know, because they feed off they feed off that energy and you know going into this, they're gonna be the favorite, one of the favorites, you know, and. I'm hoping we do have an all San Antonio final with Harlan and and Reagan. I think that'd be that that'd be a great game, you know. Going in, I think you know. So and same thing with the Reagan girls. You know, I think you got to give kudos to them for what happened to them last year. And I was at that game. They got dismantled by Vandegrift. You know, they they were totally embarrassed. You know, you know, down, losing six nothing, and they come back with the rematch. They come back, knock them off, and then another big win here in the quarterfinal. And here's a shot for them to get into, possibly into, you know, win the region and get into the state tournament this, this year. Yeah, you know, and the Reagan, the Reagan boys too. They can beat you. They have the interesting thing about them is they have they have one particular style of play, and they uh, they're not going to back down from anybody, but they can. They can beat you different ways in terms of their threats, right? They have multiple, multiple players on the field that can finish, that can finish from range, from distance, um, and they play. What I like about them is you can tell they're a squad that looks. They really look like they just have fun playing together, you know. So, so it should be interesting. Should be interesting again, as you said. They'll be able to play, capitalize, and play in the region, the region four uh, regional tournament here in San Antonio. So it should be interesting. Uh, so yeah, any other uh, any other matchups, Coach? Uh, one out, out west, the East Lake 
boys versus Plano. That's going to be a really good game. Can This is a round that Eastlake couldn't get over the hump. You know, can they knock off that Dallas, that one of the, I mean, traditionally Plano's been one, like as far as the history of high school soccer, Plano's been one of those great powerhouses. You know, they just knocked off Allen, which I'm sure Eastlake was looking forward to probably for that rematch. But now yeah. they say, well, we're going to go up with another tradition here, which is now Plano. That's going to be a great game, you know, but this time Eastlake does have to travel to the Metroplex. You know, it's going to be a long, either the fly or the drive is going to be a long, long distance, you know, may not have the fans, you know, the big fan support that they had maybe the last few games, but can they finish the job and win, you know, win the region and punch their ticket to Georgetown and hopefully, you know, see they can showcase their program there in, in the spotlight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that six, a, you know, the, uh, DFW schools get a, uh, get a nice, uh, nice assist on that one, right. With, uh, having the, uh, the regional tournament in their backyard. So, um, we're going to highlight that real quick, coach. I'm going to go through them. So, uh, at the four a level, again, this is for both boys and girls. Your we return to your traditional regional tournament format this year, which we did not see last year due to covid and logistical reasons but at the 4a level um and again this is both boys and girls will play at these site locations the region one regional tournament will take place at uh, will be hosted by the northwest isd uh, at the northwest isd stadium region two will take place at the christus trinity mother francis rose stadium in tyler texas region three will take place at, hosted by the kdisd will take place at Legacy Stadium in Katy, Texas. And the Region 4 4A Regional Tournament will take place, hosted by McAllen ISD, will take place at McAllen Veterans Memorial Stadium there in McAllen. So that is a quick look at the 4A. Going through the 5A, 5A Region 1, hosted by Wichita Falls ISD. It'll be held at Memorial Stadium there in Wichita Falls. Region 2, hosted by the Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD. It'll be at Standridge Stadium there in Carrollton. Region 3, will hosted by Humble ISD, will take place at Turner Stadium in Humble, Texas. And Region 4, hosted by Corpus Christi ISD, will be hosted, as we've talked about a few times already, Cabinus uh, soccer, soccer Stadium there in uh, Corpus Christi. And last but not least, uh, 6A, our regional site locations, uh, Region 1, hosted by McKinney ISD, will take place at the McKinney ISD Stadium, the uh, the uh, super luxurious uh, stadium there that they have. Uh, Region 2, hosted by Round Rock ISD, that will take place at Kelly Reeves Athletic Complex in Austin. Region 3, uh, that will hosted by Deer Park ISD, that will take place at Abshire Stadium there in Deer Park, Texas. And then Region 4, which we are still trying to get confirmation on, hosted by Northeast ISD, will take place, uh, according to the site, is supposed to be located at, or hosted at Blossom, take place, I should say, at Blossom Athletic uh, Complex West. Uh, ho however, we have seen reports that it is being moved to Comalander. So keep that in mind. Take that with a grain of salt. Some of these do uh, reserve the right to move as far as venues, uh, dependent upon number of factors, obviously. But uh, 
but yeah, so we will get ver we will verify that for region four as well. So thoughts on any of these uh, these sites, these locations, coach? Just um, a little different from last year when last year we had a we had the teams who made it to the state semifinal well, regional you know regionals and state semifinals, they still they still had to travel. You know, they had to go play at neutral sites or you or you were lucky to host on a on a coin flip. This time is not this is not this time around, and plus you have a quick turnaround. You know, after if you win, you got to play in twenty four hours, you know, or or less than twenty four hours. You know, can and I think that was an advantage a lot of teams had last year that they didn't have they had time to rest in between, in um, you know the the playoff the playoff games. You know the good recovery time. This time, you know, you play one, you got to get ready for the next one the next day. So. You know, we're going to see who's really up for the challenge when it comes to that. And, um, you know, the travel, like I said, none of this, people don't think the travel takes a toll on you. It does take a toll on you. And just your mindset, you know, just to get over there, especially if you're going from far away. So, you know, I'm sure like some of the El Paso teams are not happy going to the McKinney or to, or to, or to um, Wichita Falls. But also, like I said, Region 2, 6A, they're going to have to go down to, to Ron Rock to, to go play at the Travis, you know, we had some Austin, Houston and Dallas area teams meeting up there. So it's, it's a, it's, it's going to be interesting how this goes and hopefully, and I know, like I say a lot, hopefully may also next year, I think, I think maybe also the UL needs to start looking into maybe, you know, rotating sites, you know, you know, rotating every two years. I know here in region four, they do that. They wrote every two years, you know, it's either Blossom or it's the Brownsville sports park. I think, I think in all the classification, I think they should give a rotation to all the like maybe if we have one in Sports Park down in for six A, hey move the five A over here to to Ferris or to you know to Hero Stadium or something like that or you know right. and the same thing with the four A move it to Laredo you know they can play there at at the Student Activity Center or something like that so maybe that's something they'll hopefully maybe consider I guess to keep it fair for everybody you know. You know, especially with the travel, like, hey, you know, it can't be always the same every year. You know, you want to give everybody a shot, you know, to you know to get an equal distance as far as the the travel each for each yeah. playoff. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, well, I mean, this is yeah, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, obviously, and we could probably spend a season of, of a <laughs> podcast on that one. But, uh, but yeah, you know, the other thing too is we start ramping up or ramping down whatever you want to call it you know after this after this coming weekend we're down to that's it you know we're looking at the state tournament everybody turns focus to georgetown so there are literally you know for these teams that go on that went out and play in the state championship game no matter how you slice it there are only four games left in uh in in the season uh this year and some of these teams again that we're seeing at various levels uh, we've talked about some of them. Some of them, some of them of note, Dripping Springs making that move to six A after this, you know, after this year, after this month, uh, and then uh, Smithson Valley going from six A down to five A. They are going to be some big players, right? Just to name a few. That's just mm-hmm. to name a few. But that's something to keep in mind, right? Because these districts will look very different uh, after, you know, after this month going forward when we come back to school in August. Uh, so yeah, so. Uh, lots, uh, lots of changes coming for sure. So, all right, coach, uh, final thoughts. So we can go ahead and, uh, put a bow tie on this one, wrap it up and get out of here. 
Like I said, we're like I said, looking forward to this weekend's regional tournament here, especially here in San Antonio. They're at the Boston Athletic Center, so we'll be there on Friday to whether it's through a live stream or audio or through Twitter. Like I said, we'll give the, hopefully get some updates on that. So it's going to be exciting to watch all four games on Friday. And then they did two finals on Saturday. So best of luck to all the teams. And also we'll be doing on Wednesday the also the follow-up of the kind of the little bracketology, the updates, how, who we got right, who we got wrong. Um, this 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 round for these rounds for the quarterfinal rounds and and then also make our predictions for who do we think was going to win the region and go on to Georgetown yeah. for, the, for the following weekend. Yeah, yeah, it'll be exciting time, exciting time for sure. So uh, big thing too, you know, my thought is, you hit on it here, my final thought is, you know, for these these teams that are still in the hunt is to really, you know, for our athletes, really take, take care of your bodies over these next couple of days, do everything you can to uh, – in terms of recovery and preparation for, because you're really looking at if if you're lucky enough to to get through the regional semifinal, you have to turn right back around and play in that regional final in less than 24 hours. And in terms of obviously we want to avoid injury, you know the uh, health and wellness of our of our student athletes first and foremost, which all of our coaches know as well. But then the other aspect too is from the fan side is we want to be able to be you know. We want to be able to see quality, quality regional finals with all of our top student athletes for all teams, you know, at at their best or as close to their absolute best as possible. Right. So because um, mm-hmm. we do know sometimes in this format where they go back to back like that, the regional finals can they can be kind of rough. Right. Uh, for heavy legs, number of reasons, injuries. So we want to try to avoid that. So we wish our, you know, our student athletes the absolute best. Got to give some love to our athletic trainers around the state that help keep our kids, uh, help keep our kids, uh, you know, safe, rested, and uh, properly recovered. So thank you for that as well. So, so yeah, that's going to do it uh, again for our, uh, you know, for our listeners, for our supporters. Thank you so much. Can't uh, can't thank you enough. Um, really appreciate you all. Um, and actually, before I make that plug, uh, Rafa, can you tell? Uh, Tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can find Harry, where they can find the uh, roundtable. Yeah, they can find us under the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable on Twitter. Um, so hit, hit that follow. And then also on Facebook. And that's where we do most of our live streams. And also we're on YouTube. And we also have the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable.net. That's our new website, which you can actually listen to the podcast through through different like Spotify and a couple other other media routes. And um, so can you just, say that website? Can you say that website one more time? Yeah, that's uh, let me get it right. <laughs> let me sure, sure I get it, get it right. <laughs> because I, don't, I know the, the website's always. Uh, hold on, one second. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. Yeah, our website is www.satxsoccer.net. Like I said. Um, all of our podcasts are on there on audio, like through Spotify and, you know, Anchor, you know, uh, Apple. So it's on there. We have, you know, little videos there. We're going to be posting videos. Um, we have our little bios on there too as well. And then we are going to be formatting our, our show. We mentioned this morning, we're going to do formatting our show to kind of make it more, kind of a little more organized, a little more specific things. Like today we had the morning show with the San Antonio, with the San Antonio FC recap. Uh, last night's loss, which was a tough one, but 
you know, you know, so we're gonna focus on that. And then once high school season's over, you know, we're gonna be talking about the Corinthians, Athenian soccer, out of the amateur leagues and so forth. And then also hope and hopefully what thing we'll have a host hosting another Academy Soccer Summit like we did last year. So mm-hmm. I think we'll look into that to feature the youth soccer out there here in San Antonio as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff coming from the uh, the SA, the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. So make sure you go check them out as well. So, um, again, for people that may be wondering what this is in terms of Inside Texas High School Soccer is our joint collaborative series in working with uh, the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable where we put a focus on specifically – um, talking about soccer across the state and especially something that we ramp up, uh, particularly during the playoffs. So again, for our listeners, for our supporters, thank you. Uh, thank you for everything. We sincerely appreciate it. Always grateful for you all. And as we told coach Flores earlier, you know, you all are the reason why we do it from our coaches to our student athletes, to our parents, to our administrators, uh, and everyone in between, uh, our boost, you know, the boosters, what have you, uh, please follow us. Uh, please give us a listen. Please give us a rating. You can jump. You can find us on all the uh, major podcast platforms in addition to the video, which you're seeing today, obviously, which you can find on both on YouTube as well as on Twitter. But please give us a rating. Hopefully, if you, uh, you know, if you if you like us, give us a good rating. If you think we, we stink, well, then, hey, you can, uh, you know, but we prefer you tell us that you like us. So hopefully we're doing a good enough job there. So. Awesome. So again, uh, thank you for our listeners. We sincerely appreciate you, Coach Rafa. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, next episode will be coming out. Hopefully we'll talk it over. We'll be shooting for sometime, hopefully maybe next weekend. It's going to be a busy Saturday with regional finals as well. So we'll be coming at you. I don't know if it's not maybe Saturday night, possibly Sunday night, somewhere in there, but we'll get the word out. So uh, so thank you again. So for our listeners, you know what to do. You've been listening. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.